It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. So Claudine Gay uh, finally resigned from Harvard, which everyone saw coming because uh, she was costing the university, the, the most storied university in our nation's history, uh, so much money. And she had helped to usher in so much reputational damage that it had reached critical mass shortly after her congressional testimony with the president's of UPenn and MIT, who also happen to be women. Uh, uh, Another one of her co-legislators also resigned, Liz McGill, from UPenn because of their disastrous response to questions from Congresswoman Elise Stefanik about the calls for genocide and the rampant anti-Semitism on their respective campuses. And they all did a piss poor job of answering. And it, it shouldn't be hard to say, yes, if you're calling for genocide and making our students feel unsafe, you are violating the code of our universities. But they couldn't say that, which was shocking. So there were a lot of parents, Jewish and non-Jewish alike, looking at that going, well, what if that's my kid? What if that's my kid's religion or background or ethnicity? And they are in the crosshairs and people are calling for their extermination, their blanket extermination of them and anyone who looks like them. Um, it's it, That's really not a hard call. Um, but it was very interesting because Claudine Gay published an op-ed in the New York Times, which was beautifully written. And now, of course, we're all wondering by whom. Wink! And she talked about how her resignation is much bigger than her. Of course it is. But what she doesn't understand is this system that has propped up people who want to run these propaganda factories where, you know, kids are mindlessly churned out to just fall in the lines of groupthink that academics like Claudine Gay have created you know, they, they have fostered and nurtured those lines for decade and decades. And these are people with very little real world experience who really want to get their hands on your kids' brains so they can mold them and sculpt them into being, you know, essentially very left wing, um, hardcore, in some cases, radicalized anti-academics. Because, you know, what she was talking about where free speech is not tolerated and, you know, these institutions that are being questioned for political purposes. And she's talking about the media. She's talking about universities. We should always be questioning these institutions, regardless of where we sit on the political spectrum. We should always be challenging our leaders in thought and politics to make sure that they are not amassing so much power that it is creating an intellectual imbalance, which is what has happened on university campuses. And now a lot of schools are forced to give um, 
you know, Austrian economists chairs in their economics departments. So there is some parity. So there is some balance because there is an incredible imbalance. And it's ironic that she's speaking to the dangers of an imbalance. But what she's really doing at Harvard is lording over that and making sure that she keeps those institutions in their place on the left, as far left as possible, where it's okay if you're calling for the genocide of the Jewish people. That's fine, as long as it's in the proper context. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. As long as, and you know, it was it was really wild how she and her two fellow co-presidents were answering these questions because they were saying, well, you know, it depends on the context, meaning if our students don't actually engage in genocide, well, then they should be fine. Those are just words. But these are also the people who have declared that words are so offensive that they actually have to be stricken from the English language should they trigger people uh, into feeling that they are lesser than because someone dares to use a word like fieldwork, as is the case of Stanford University. They they tried to remove so many words from uh, the lexicon, from usage at the school, that it it becomes ridiculous. And, you know, we're supposed to be expanding our vocabularies and our horizons and the way we see and think about the world. But you can't do that if you have fewer words to describe what you're seeing and feeling and thinking. Uh, So it is very antithetical to what an academic environment is supposed to be. Claudine Gay also complained in this New York Times op-ed that, you know, she and her fellow presidents walked into a legislative trap. And it's like, it shouldn't, you are the president of Harvard. You are arguably one of the smartest people on the planet. If you are running that school, that has the multi-billion dollar endowment. The kids are literally killing themselves to get into. And and I do have a, a fellow high school classmate who went to Harvard and took his own life while he was there because of the academic pressure. That's why I say that. But this the um, the rigors to access entry into Harvard are so intense and so restricted, it's almost impossible to get in, meaning you get to select the very smartest people. So if you are the one selecting and governing the smartest people at the smartest school on the planet, surely you should be able to defend yourself from some lowly New York congresswoman who's just asking a, a couple of pointed questions about how you are responding to this wave, this rampant wave of anti-Semitism on your campus. And the fact that she couldn't do that and the fact that that she blamed race and that she blamed some legislative trap without acknowledging her own plagiarism, uh, it's it's pretty disgusting. And, you know, to to want to walk through life with a shield and, and take no accountability for your missteps is unacceptable. And, you know... I'm not glad she was fired. I mean, she's still going to be a professor there, but I am happy that people are skeptical 
of these institutions, whether they be media institutions, you know, institutions of higher learning, political institutions. Hey, man, let's be skeptical of all of them. You know, let's take a much harder look at the people who are in charge of the fate of our children and their their brains and their learning so they don't become the next generation of zombies who have grown up in a sterile culture where words are taken away. And um, because of where you were born, uh, you are accused of oppression. That's not what happened here. She got fired because what she did was unethical and immoral in, in terms of, you know, her vast collection of plagiarism, but also her response to the calls for genocide, which if you're gonna have a code, stick to it. Sorry, lady, this has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.